0: everybody and welcome to hello rello now the theme of our podcast is really quite simple we focus on building real estate expertise if you want to create and maintain a thriving real estate business then this is the place for you the host of our podcast is john howey he's the director of real estate and mortgage for rello joining john on today's episode is dave wolger dave is an edmonton real estate expert and we're excited to get his tips of the trade now, as we always do, we like to ask each person to give us a little background on
1: themselves before we get started. I'm a real estate agent in Edmonton. I run, um, I'm, I run a partnership team uh, called the Beach-Wolger team. There's three agents. We've been around for about uh, four or five years. I myself have been an agent since 2010, uh, specializing, <clears throat> I'd probably say, in like the, the central Edmonton area. I grew up in the West End, lived in St. Albert, had to move to the center just to kind of be in the middle in this job where you're kind of always going every direction. So primarily I'm focusing on center of Edmonton in the last, I don't know, this this last year. It seems like I've been a lot in Sherwood Park. Sherwood Park's (laughs) been a little bit crazy. But um, just trying to run a real estate team with my partner Dustin and uh, our other partner Caitlin. Just trying to be the most real agents we can be I think there's a bit of a reputation out there of agents being just stuffy and stuck up a little bit. And we're just trying to be as normal Edmontonian as we can and also do a good job for our clients. Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's great. So tell us a little bit more about you and, and real estate and uh, why you got into it, why you love it, that type of thing. Just kind of trying to understand the industry a little bit more.
1: Okay. Well, the reason I got into it <clears throat> was back in in '08 in the financial crisis, I like many others, got stiffed with a few houses as everything kind of went down. Um, As that happened, I focused on just trying to unload a few properties, trying to get my life back together. Um, And my wife at the time became a mortgage broker. And I started to get a glimpse into what the background was in this game of real estate. And I just decided I had to get into this game and figure out what is actually going on. Um, I just, watching the prices go up and down and up and down. Um, I didn't wanna ride that roller coaster without having the information that I really wanna have. So yeah, once I became a real estate agent, I was able to, I don't know, help myself and others, trying to get out of some of these problem properties that everybody was stuck in. Starting in 2010, I swear, like a joke about it, but it's kinda of not funny. I spent about nine years, becoming an expert on telling people how much they may lose on their property in Edmonton. <laughs> We've been through so many weird cycles here. It's like, you never know what's coming and including right now. Um, so that's why I got into it. Now, obviously my wife is a mortgage broker. I'm a realtor. We kind of, a lot of times work together. I can refer people to her. She can refer people to me. Um, if we, Later talk about what I can advise for new realtors is marry a mortgage broker. It can really help both (laughs) of you. (laughs) But uh, that's the reason I got in, and now, I don't know, I got no complaints. Oh, that's good. Uh, Tell us
2: about the the best part of the job, then. What's the thing that gets you out of bed excited in the morning?
1: The best part of the job is the flexibility. Uh I can for sure kind of just create my schedule week by week. Uh, For the most part, I'm still on call for a lot of things, but... You can usually take chunks of the day and keep them for yourself. Um, I'd say 80, 90% of the time I'm working with friends and friends of friends. Referrals are just my favorite thing ever. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you work with like, like just random leads and you got to put a b- bit of work in to try and gain the trust of like a buyer or a seller. That can be a challenge sometimes. But I think the best part of the job is flexibility, being able to vacation in the winter when you probably would want to get out of this town. Um, And just working with friends, that's for sure my favorite thing.
2: That's great. So in your career, then, you got to the point where you can actually rely on sort of the referrals and leads for your industry. How long did it take to get to
1: that point? You said
2: nine years. It's a long time.
1: (laughs) I guess for the consistency, it it takes probably, yeah, five, six, seven years. But right off the bat, if you just start as a real estate agent and just kind of tell everybody you're a real estate agent, there's a joke, you just don't be a secret agent, just kind of <laughs> let everybody know this is what I'm doing now. And it's kind of important, otherwise no one knows, You could your best friend could buy a house of somebody else. Right from the beginning, my very first deal was a referral. I, could, I was sort of the first week I had my real estate license, I got a referral um, from a family member who I was able to write my first offer within the first few days, which they prepare you to like save up 60,000, do all these things and wait for things to happen. But uh, I was lucky to have a little bit of construction background in my family, who were people, they were building duplexes and subdividing land. And I was able to just slide in there and write an offer right away and get my first deal. And then I'd say after three, four years, it starts to really happen where everyone kind of knows that you're a trusted agent, you're not just going to disappear. And they have confidence that they can refer you to their friends and uh, not have a bad experience. Because you know how it is when you refer somebody and something bad happens. It's humiliating. Uh-huh. So once you're in the business, call it five years. You'll have a consistent referral basis as long as you don't uh, do anything too bad.
2: <laughs> That's good advice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, it is one of the things in real estate where I think when people get into it, most of them are coming from uh, another career. It's a second career for most people. So if I was to get into real estate right now, people wouldn't think about me as a realtor first. They've known me for 40, 50 years as something else. So getting the word out there is a huge challenge for it
1: that's true and they say at the beginning you should quit your job quit everything and focus completely on real estate and i can see that working for a lot of people but to this day if you look at some of the bigger agents out there they still have side hustles Uh, a lot of agents are builders they own multiple rental properties it's kind of a lie to (laughs) say that Uh, i myself i had multiple side gigs at the beginning just to keep consistent paychecks i never had anything full-time uh, for Like, what I did was I drew blueprints for the longest for the longest time, so it kind of meshed well with beginning in real estate to just kind of continue to draw blueprints and phase that out as the next one grew. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if I would take the advice of just quitting cold turkey. That's totally up to you. <laughs> if you think you're going to be busy enough, if you have a, a spouse who's a home builder and you know you're going to be busy on day one, then you could probably quit everything, but... Uh, to each their own yeah i do think it is the kind of thing where you need to
2: everybody has their own scenario and some people get into it and have no leads or anything like that too and they don't really talk about it and other people have a nice pipeline like you might have with somebody who can feed you leads but th- the challenge is getting to the point where you can sort of have those leads coming in automatically for people so if there was one sort of actually before we do that i wanted to ask the other question i wanted to find out about a little bit more about edmonton what do you think is the best part about edmonton what are the hidden gems in edmonton do you, is there any neighborhoods that are yours? oh, I have to show you this cool one over here or anything?
1: The best part about Edmonton, yeah. I guess the best part about Edmonton is I think the people. Um, it's full of entrepreneurs. If you look outside this building, there's the sign, um, take a risk. It's the most Edmonton thing you can do. It's like <laughs> everyone's mantra, I think. You ask anybody what they do, they're like, well, my job is like I'm a, I'm a nurse, but on the side I do IV drips or something. like everybody has like two gigs Uh, so I love I hate calling it blue collar but it is that blue collar feel in this town and if I'm thinking about hidden gems I'm still a big proponent of the center of the city it's kind of dampened a little bit lately with everybody moving to the suburbs with COVID and all that but I'm a huge proponent of the center of the city if there's hidden gems in there under underdogs I guess I feel like highlands is always an underdog uh it's like gorgeous over there uh are website ada, ada boulevard you got know, nice shops and coffee shops um i love the white ave area mm. um you can get some really good deals in there That's still good. to the state and have all the amenities of the city you know this is com-
2: it's completely a selfish question because i just moved to edmonton in january and i'm just getting to know the downtown area and everything like that too so i always want to find out where the neat little places are and yeah highlands is a nice one i was actually on ada boulevard a couple of days ago
1: yeah, and I think even like Riverbend, old Riverbend, people just forget that that exists. But it's unbelievable <laughs> some of the houses in there. I I just love showing places in there. So oh. uh, I guess that'd be my hidden gems. I feel like Alberta Ave has Ooh. a rough um, history, but I feel like it's up and coming now. Oh. The price of homes in this city are escalating pretty quickly, and yes, I think that's the price a of good homes are also up bottom. and coming. <laughs> yeah, up and coming for sure. <laughs> So I guess those are my hidden gems.
2: Ah, that's great. Okay. So now um, this Hello, Relo podcast is really about new realtors and new professionals and that kind of thing. And, you know, we've touched on a few of these things already. One of the comments you made is that, oh, you need to have $60,000 in the bank or something. Because when most people come into real estate, they they think of it as a job, but you are an, you're an independent contractor. You have to build up your business. You have to be prepared for all the expenses and that type of thing. And uh, a lot of the realtors that I was I had experience with before they came into the industry and they told the people in their family they were realtors and they sold two or three houses and then they bought the Cadillac and everything and then their family leads all kind of dried up for a little while so they didn't know what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess when you get into this industry, yeah, you probably won't have sixty thousand in your bank. You probably have two thousand. Your first year, you might it'll just be random. You'll get the odd paycheck here and there. I find this time of year consistently is probably your lowest point for cash flow. You get paid three months, four months after you start beginning with a buyer or seller. Um, and if you ride the cycles of this climate and uh, real estate market, you've seems like all the paychecks happen towards the end of the year, and then you're spending everything in the spring to make all your money in the summer, and then it kind of tapers off. I guess my advice to a new agent, there's probably two kinds of new agent. There'd be like your solo agent who wants to just into the sunset alone and do it all themselves mm-hmm. and that's honestly what i was for the first seven years i would suggest joining like a small brokerage where you have like a broker who has 20 30 agents underneath them and they can answer your phone calls immediately because mm-hmm. you're going to undoubtedly have find yourself at 11 p.m on a tuesday with like a pressing pressing matter mm-hmm. and you need somebody to answer now and most brokers can do that but a smaller brokerage would be better The other kind of agent would be maybe somebody who wants to escalate and be as busy as possible as soon as possible with maybe the expense of a little bit of their commissions Uh, that for those people, I would probably recommend joining like a team. Then you can basically sign up, start working and you're getting fed like 30, 40, 50 leads a month and just begin working leads, doing cold calls, trying to figure out what the rejections are and you'll get a lot of deals. You won't make as much money, but you'll learn quickly in the field and have a team of agents that can kind of help you and benefit from helping you. So my advice for the, t- for the new agent would be small brokerage or a team, but that's just me.
2: You know, it's fascinating you brought up the numbers too, because one of the tips that I've been immersing myself in new realtor tips and things like that too. And one of the, and one of the tactics they say is you need to keep track of how many contacts you actually have to make which translates into an actual lead, which translates into a contract. And some of the numbers are you need to talk to 60 or 70 people before you actually get to the point where you have a contract signed.
1: Yeah, it's like probably one to two out of 100 will be a deal, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) And it's just, look, the industry has gone so online now that a lot of agents are dependent on these online leads. Uh Like outside of your referrals, that's kind of all you have. Unless you meet people, go and join sports teams, whatever. But the online lead thing is huge and you have to find your sneaky way around all the roadblocks to try and get your way into the door of letting people into their homes, letting you into, letting you into people's homes to kind of state your case and help them in any way that you you can, I guess. That's good.
2: Uh, The Hello Real Podcast is, uh, it's for new agents and, and people who are new to the business and One of the things we want to do is sort of talk about competencies. So the regulator is moving to this competency model where it's about the knowledge, skills, and ability as opposed to just knowing the regulator pieces. Is there one skill that you had to develop, one thing that you had to sort of get better at as you were new to the industry?
1: Um, Yeah. I found when I was new, I don't know if I didn't pay attention in the course or whatever the reason was. I found when I was actually a realtor and I had to write a contract, I didn't know what i was doing i uh <laughs> i had to ask for advice on almost every piece or just kind of float my way through it but when it came to like the purchase contract if i could tell a new agent one thing is just take that purchase contract even if it's not in the course and just read it like 50 times uh-huh. and all the clauses that you don't quite understand just memorize them because it, eventually it happens like i can look at a contract now and without even reading it, i can just tell the ir- irregularities just from the repetition but seller contract a buyer contract and a purchase contract those three things i would just try and you'll never memorize them but uh, there's four or five clauses in each one that are so important that change on every day so
2: yeah and the contracts are a huge part of the job that's how you get paid so it's absolutely a skill that you need to master not only for your own purposes but you need to be able to explain all of the clauses to all of your clients yeah
1: yeah and when you walk into someone's house and say i want to list your property and they say well why should i pick you over this person you have to be able to back that up. Uh-huh. What is that reason? If you're going up and competing against an experienced agent, you might say like, uh, "I'm younger, I'm more hungry. I'll do, I'll knock on everybody's door, tell everybody you're selling your house. I'll do whatever it takes to get this thing done. I'll, you can call me at midnight, I'll answer." Guys like me may not do that anymore. You know, <laughs> a new agent would just kind of do whatever it takes. So that is an advantage you'd have over an older agent. And guys like me are doing the same thing. The younger agents were saying, why would you go with them? They have no experience. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) So (laughs) learn your rejections, learn who you are, and just work your way through it. And join a team, join a brokers that can help you because there's answers to everything. Tell me about rejection. Did you have to get used
2: to rejection? Did it sting a lot at the the start?
1: (laughs) Typically what will happen, okay, so an example would be you have a buyer who's looking to buy a property, like a 10-year-old property in the West End, and you spend two, three months with them, and you think they're about to buy something and everything is looking good, Um, and then they disappear. Hmm. And you're like, what's going on? And they don't answer. They went and bought off a builder. Ah. Uh, But when you're brand new, you may not have told them, listen, we work with builders, builders work with us. Like there's a commission offered there to help uh, bring the buyer through the transaction. If you're not experienced enough you may not know that that's the case like i I lost one early on when i was Hmm. like a new agent i was taking over for somebody taking on their client and this person just disappeared bought off a builder because we didn't tell them that like we were if we just show up with them it's all good Hmm. so that's not really a rejection of sorts the rejection comes from uh, if you're sitting down for a listing appointment and they can throw things at you like well this person's listing commission is cheaper. Um, This person will do this, you have to kind of find your way around that showing the value ads you have, whether it be like social media marketing, uh, your website, Google ads, Facebook ads, whatever you're gonna do. Um, But there's a ton of rejection around that commission item. Um, But it's the only way you make your living. So yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay, so we have about a couple minutes left on the on the podcast. If you were, if a new somebody came to you and they said, "I'm thinking about becoming a, a real estate agent," what is one piece of advice you would give them? What's one tip you would pass on?
1: One tip that I would pass on, I would say, uh, don't waste your time. Don't wait around thinking about it. Just dive in, pay for it, learn your stuff. Uh, it's going to take you months, six months to do it um so i wouldn't procrastinate i'll would just hop in i wouldn't listen to anybody who says like you're too young to do this this is the reason you shouldn't do this don't listen to any of that crap <laughs> like 80 percent of life is just showing up um, if you get in there you'll find a way all the brokers are going to give you all the information you need to try and get you into their brokerage so you can literally get your license interview as many brokerages as you want find out all the information And just get in there and don't waste any time because wasting that time, you could miss, I don't know, a lot of paychecks. (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, Dave, thanks for showing up today. really appreciate your time and sharing your knowledge and experience with our listeners. Well, thank you for having
1: me, you guys. It's been great. Thanks a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, that's it for today's episode. Now, don't forget to check out our website for some helpful information. The address could not be simpler. It is relo.ca. That's R-E-L-O ca and also don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcast site either apple spotify amazon google plus the many others that are out there just uh, simply click on our rss feed and then every time we drop a new podcast it gets delivered right to your device it couldn't be any easier than that well that's it for today thanks for listening to hello rello and have a great day